What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special rerun episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio and on this episode we'll be running uh, again another show that we did early on in the run of this series. Um, for this episode, once again, Keith is feeling under the weather. Uh, he is getting back to it. We're actually going to be recording shortly after this, so we'll be back on schedule for next week. Fear not. But uh, we thought it'd be fun to sh- throw it out another uh, rerun in case you guys uh, missed it the first time around, or maybe just to remind you of uh, how the early uh, Alex P. Keaton is my friend shows went. This is from episode six of our Alex P. Keaton is my friend show. It's about the sixth episode of Family Ties, and it also happens to be the first time I had Keith on as a guest host um, for an episode of the show. Now, in this episode, we threw Keith right into the deep end. Uh, There's uh, some pretty heavy subject matter in the episode that we discuss, uh, but I think we have some fun with it anyway. And uh, so I'm looking forward to you guys hearing it. Um, We're going to be back, like I said, next week to our regular schedule. If you guys would like to write us, ask any questions, ask how Keith is doing, you can write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. And otherwise, uh, I'm going to get right to the show. So thank you for listening. And without further ado, here's a rerun of episode six. Sha-la-la-la! Hello and welcome to another special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be talking about episode six of the show, Family Ties, called Give Your Uncle Arthur a Kiss. This episode aired on the 10th of November, 1982. And today uh, on our episode, I've got a very special guest host. With me is Mr. Keith Hutchison. Hello. And you are a co-host of your own podcast. I am. The Keith and John are Best Friends Show. That's right. And you can find that at keithandjohnarebestfriends.com. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Yep. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I picked this very special episode for you because... Um, I thought, you know, this is a really, really awkward episode. Who right. could I who could I best share this with? And I was like, Keith, I gotta get Keith on here. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was uh very awkward. And um it it yeah. It is we'll talk right? about that. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. Um man. But uh well first of all, let's uh let's hear a little bit about you. Okay. Tell us about yourself a little bit and what's your history with Family Ties? Did you watch it when it was originally on? Tell us about that. I watched a couple episodes when it was on, but I didn't care for the show, and it wasn't one of my normal uh, rotation right. shows that I would go to. I actually what I were have you a watching? List. Yeah. Um, well, in 1982, when this episode aired, I was actually seven, almost eight. So I was watching Three's Company. Cheers, Knight Rider, Magnum P.I., Love Boat, That's Incredible, oh. One Day at a Time, Dukes of Hazard, Silver Spoons, Alice, Fantasy Island, and that was pre- – and then, of course, Saturday Morning Cartoons. Well, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I watched all mainstay. of those in, at, you know, in times. But, right. At different times, but not a Family Ties fan. Not a Family Ties fan. Now, what now – have you watched – since I've been doing that, have you watched any of the other episodes or is this the only one? This is the only one. So, okay, this is kind of a weird one to, like, jump in on. It was definitely a weird one to jump in on. Um, Very creepy episode, actually. Yes. And then it's not laugh track, right? There is a laugh track. Oh, okay, there is a laugh track. Yeah, remember there's some real awkward laughs, the parts where you really shouldn't have had people laughing at Okay, so we hope that was laugh track. 
Yeah, I okay. mean, uh, and they did that a lot then, you know, right. plugging it in. It, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good because I, I would feel horrible if an audience member actually watched some of that and then laughed. Well, it makes you wonder, though, because some of the things they played off as jokes in this one definitely weren't something that really should have been played off as jokes. Right. They were awkward. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Awkward and bad. Yeah, sometimes real bad. There were some, I mean, and and part of what I love about the show is that there really is some legitimate humor. So I, I still find a lot of it funny. Alex still has some great stuff, mm-hmm. et cetera. But there's also some very, like, dated and weird things about it. So it's kind of a cool mix for me. It's what yeah. I love about the show. I agree. Sha-la-la-la. Well, here's your chance to give us give us a summary, if you can, okay. of this spectacular episode. Give Uncle Arthur a kiss. Give your Uncle Arthur a kiss. Ugh. Yeah, this is a weird one. So we start off at a at a pledge drive for the uh, what was the station call letters? Oh, like WKS or something. W's, yeah, it ends with an S. I can't remember the whole thing. Right, and so uh, they're preparing for a telethon. They've got you know people going to sit in the back and they're going to answer the phones and everything. And then we get the creepy alert. Uncle Arthur walks on screen and he starts really getting uncomfortable with Mallory when the family all steps away. Like right away. Yeah, I mean it doesn't pull any punches. They jump right in. So he gives her a creepy hug. And then he kind of rubs her backside a little bit, and then he kisses her. And that's when it got weird. Oh, yeah, that's just where it started. Went downhill from there. So after that, they transition back to the home, and Mallory wants to have a discussion with Alex about the whole process, about what's going on, why. And then he ends up telling her that basically it's her own fault and that she's dreaming the whole thing up. Yeah, how could you blame him, right? Right, yeah, because he's your Uncle Arthur. He's known you since you were a kid. And... um they made a funny joke, but I think we'll talk about that yeah, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then um, they go back to the student. Oh, no. Uh, Uncle Arthur comes over to the house. And they were going to clear the air on this whole thing. And then he ends up giving her this really big kiss. Yeah. And she's just like, ah, and, you know, pushes him away kind of thing. Definitely, like, forced her, too. Oh, yeah. Like, like grabbed I mean, her head and pulled her right, in. Right, right. Yeah. It was bad. Awkward. So then Mallory wants to have another conversation with Alex. Alex is really uncomfortable with the whole thing, brings the mom in, and then the mom's like, we're going to take care of this. So she said, don't you worry about it. We're going to – we'll take care of it. So goes back to the the telethon, and Stephen's preparing to go on air and, you know, do his part and everything. And as he goes on camera after this, you know, just riveting documentary about um, uh, soil. And <laughs> yeah, fertilizer. <laughs> fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, you can see Elise, the mom, fighting with Uncle Arthur in the background. Right. And, you know, he's trying to take a phone call and she keeps slamming his phone down and then ripping the phone cord out of the right. wall. And then um, Stephen's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, you know, he tried to make a pass at our daughter. And then right. Uncle Arthur falls off the stage kind of thing. So, And we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. So the the fun, awkward thing. So then they have a conversation and, you know, Uncle Arthur apologizes and – that kind of ends the episode. Yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, just not like, you know, hey, what are you going to do about the whole thing? Just, oh, yeah, I'm really you sorry. You better get some help, says Steven. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a weird episode. <laughs> I can't believe that was on, like, national television. Yeah. And the crazy part is this was, what, the sixth episode? Yeah. So, it's not like this was way into it and let's do a very special episode. And already, as you know, because you've listened to the others... Like, right off the bat, they get into every episode is a very special episode. That's why oh, yeah. I introduced the show that way, because it's <laughs> always a special episode. There's never just a, like, oh, let's have a funny 
you know, missed phone call type of humor or whatever. It's, right. It's not Three's Company type no, of humor. No, 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 no. Although you mentioned Three's Company, and I never understood as a kid what Three's Company was really about. Just thought it was funny guy, and he did funny stuff. Like, yeah. The whole ruse of, you know, living with the women with and the pretending two women. he was gay and stuff. Right, yeah. I, way over my head. Real, well, I was a little older, so. I, yeah. yeah. So. But, you know, Mrs. Roper was hilarious to me as a kid. Yeah, well. And yeah. I don't know why now, because she's not <laughs> hilarious. It's pretty but, bad. Yeah. Sha la la la. All right. Well, this is a a new little um, segment we're going to do on the show here. Ooh, okay. Um, I was telling you about this earlier, Keith, but when I started watching Back Through Family Ties back in 2011, um, I quickly realized how crazy it was. Right. And this episode is actually the one that triggered it. I watched this episode. It just I was it was completely caught me off guard, and I started writing on Facebook about it. Got a lot of really good responses from it. And um, started talking about it on an old podcast uh, that I used to do called The Pillage Cast with Josh Anderson. And long story short, I decided that as I come across episodes that I wrote about back then, I'm going to read on here in a little segment I call Phil's Classic Thoughts, what I wrote about back then on Facebook, um, which you can go through and search your old feed. So I found it all. Excellent. So uh, this is what I wrote on Facebook back in 2011 on a very special episode of Family Ties. Mallory is molested by an old friend of the family. She reluctantly tells her mother, and together, Elise and Stephen confront the man. He is sorry. He's recently gone through a divorce, and he doesn't understand his feelings. Stephen firmly tells him that he better not do it again. QN credits. Wow. That's pretty much exactly what happened. That's it. And they just let it drop at that. Yeah, I mean, what blew me away about this is that they take this serious subject, and obviously Elise is upset about it. They mm-hmm. they don't. I mean, they they say that it's bad, but they don't. Never once do they call the police or or bring anyone else in on it. You know, right? They just tell me needs to get help. You need to get help. Yeah, professional help though, not yeah, just any help. That's right. And so. that's it. And he's real sorry, and he got divorced. And gee, I don't know. And that's it. And they're just okay with that. And I mean, right at the beginning of the episode, he's like, oh, you know, you're a beautiful girl. And she's like, yeah. And, you know, thanks. And he's like, how old are you now? And she's like, oh, 15. I mean, they were really like on top of she's 15. Right. They clearly established this is in no way appropriate. Right. And and that he knew it was in no way appropriate. Right. And then he's like, oh, you're a beautiful young woman. And she's like, no, no, girl. Yeah. Just young girl. Young girl. And he says another part. He's like, no, I'll always think of you as little as that little girl. Yeah. And then that's when he goes in for like kissing mm. her. Yeah. Like there's no question that this is not okay. Right. Not even close to okay. Yeah, like there's no there's no gray area, and it's just I can't believe that that's how that's how they dealt with it. Then yeah, and then they just let it slide. He just walks away at the end of the episode. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because Elise talks about the mom talks about how it's something like similar happened to her, Mm -hmm. and you know that she she kind of ignored it in her situation, and she tells Mallory we need to deal with this so it doesn't happen to other people. I feel like they probably were making somewhat of a bold statement at the time. Yeah. I don't think that – I think at the time it was like, whoa, like – Man, she's going crazy on this. Yeah. And let an old guy grab a little girl and <laughs> kiss her if he wants to. Like, that's the attitude that comes across, right? Oh. that and, It's ugh. so crazy. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And watching him, like, go in for the kiss oh. and everything – I mean, he, oh. he legitimately plays a real creeper. Oh, yeah. On there. He does a very convincing creeper. Sha-la-la-la! So, speaking of creepers, we got some guest stars 
um, on this episode. Let's talk real quick about the guest stars we had on there. Okay. Uh, we had two people that were uh, featured as guest stars. First of all, we have Uncle Arthur. Right. Who's the creeper. He and man, he, I mean, maybe he's probably a real nice guy. He should probably get an award for playing such a, a creeper <laughs> for so convincingly. The creeper award, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was played by an actor named David Spielberg. Um, had a couple of interesting things. One, I always mention this when I see someone pop up on the Next Generation. He was on Star Trek. Okay, been watching through that on right. Radio Brando oh, Man. Such a good show. Um, but this one, this is the other one I had to feature. I mean, he's been in tons of TV shows, was featured in a lot of guest stuff, but this was the one that stuck out to me. He was in a made for TV movie called Police Woman Centerfold. <laughs> and the, the summary on, on IMDb says it all. A policewoman recently divorced loses her job after she posed naked in a magazine centerfold based on a true story. <laughs> that seems like a movie nobody ever should no. watch or want to watch. Like, who pitched that? Like, right. how did that happen? It got greenlit, too. But how appropriate is it that the creeper Uncle Arthur was in Policewoman Centerfold? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he was creepy in that movie. Oh, probably, I'm Uh-oh. sure. I think everyone in that movie was creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we have uh, Sal Viscuso, um, who played Richard Jacobs. He's the um, other guy that works at the station there oh, with right. him. Yeah, Curly he's hair guy. running the, the time and everything. Yeah, and I think he comes back for another episode or two in Family Ties, so we'll see him again. Um, a couple things to point out that he has been in. He was in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, okay. Um, which, which is Janelle loves that show. And a friend of the show, um, friends of the show, Lizzie and Kat do a show called The Blaze, the mm-hmm. 90210 podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, we got a little crossover there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, but then he was also, oh, he's in another one that, like, I'm surprised we had a conversation about this before the show. He was in Spaceballs. Right. He's the radio operator, one of the guys that works over there at the end. You are not a Spaceballs fan. Not. Not a Spaceballs fan at all. I don't understand. Never seen the whole movie. But maybe that's the problem. You didn't appreciate it in all of its glory. I couldn't appreciate the five minutes that I watched. Are you like, do you like other Mel Brooks movies or are you just not a Mel Brooks fan? I don't know. Men in Tights? Oh, I like that one. I saw that. That was a great movie. You like Men in Tights and not Spaceballs? Right. Man. What else? What else did he do? Oh, he's done so much. Well, okay. You've got um, Blazing Saddles. Okay. I love that movie. The Producers? Never saw it. Um, let's see. Oh, you're testing my like IMDb like page in my brain. Right <laughs> no, no, now. I don't want to do that too. Um, no, there's tons of um, to be or not to be. Never saw it. Um, high anxiety, the Alfred Hitchcock spoof one. No. High anxiety. No, no, nope, never saw it. Um, anyway, tons of them. Okay, I'm yeah. not opposed to Mel Brooks. Apparently, well, I'm gonna have to like get Except you on space, space ball. And I game. think really what it all boils down to is I love Star Wars so much as a kid. And even as an adult, that it just seems irreverent to me. And that I, I you, guess you can't mock my Star Wars, but it's not mocking Star Wars; it's mocking film conventions, really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I took it personal. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to come back to that. All right. Um, also, I've I've started pointing this out whenever I see someone. He was in Duckman. Um, oh no, that's a totally different one. Duckman is the one that the that uh, George Costanza that Jason Alexander was in, whereas oh, really? Duck Factory is the J- the Jim Carrey one. Wow, there's a lot of duck side yeah. shows. What's all going right. on with that? I don't know. I was thinking it was the same thing all those other guys were until I said it out loud. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, and then um, this is the movie that I wanted to feature that he was in. This is actually made in 1996. It sounds like something from a lot longer ago, but he was in a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. 
And this is the IMDb summary. It says, Defense attorney Jennifer Garrick acquires a Pinocchio puppet from a condemned serial killer. <laughs> I wonder what Pinocchio is revenging. I have no idea. Whales? I don't know. But apparently he was owned by a condemned serial killer. So <laughs> I might have to check that one out. That, it kind of sounds worth it. Yeah. So there you go. That's our, that's our guest stars. Nice. Sha-la-la-la! All right, well, there weren't a lot of um, music cues in this. Um, in fact, I don't think we couldn't think of any music no. that was really playing. And then it didn't seem like, you know, they were reacting to music or anything in the show that just right. got cut later. It was all so. the t- which is surprising because you'd think like the TV station or something, but. Um, An so, end song or something for the fertilizer documentary. Yeah, something. nothing. But I mean, it's very much like you only see that one room of the TV. Well, I guess you see. That one back area, but that's just in their studio. Yeah. That wasn't any set dressing or anything Mm-mm. like that. Um, so we're going to skip that, and we're going to go straight to explaining some jokes. Ooh, I like the jokes. Did you come up with any references that I, you thought might have been? I had a couple of jokes, actually, that were funny. And the f- the first thing that was funny to me in seeing a show you know, from the 80s again right. was that the kid always has to say the funny lines. Oh, yeah. The precocious you know, little kid. Right. Grown yeah. way beyond her years. You know, uh-huh. she's, got all, she's got all these little zingy one-liners. Um. Alex was talking and saying that a lot of times, you know, he thought these girls really liked him. He said they kissed me goodnight, but it was just to stop me from talking. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. And then Alex was talking to Mallory and he said, you know, he used to bathe you as a baby. And Mallory said, well, apparently he wants his old job back. Which is a great example of like joking about stuff that they really should not have been joking about. Oh, the laugh track went on that one too. Oh, yeah. 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 And all of them. In fact, when they when he was first like doing the weird hug and then like moved his hand and patted her like butt, mm-hmm. the audience laughed. The at laugh that, track, yeah, went like at first, and I, you kind of wonder like what like were they really was there really an audience laughing at that? Oh, I How hope did not. they imagine being in the studio yeah. audience when that was going down and not going? What are you doing? How old was she? Was she really 15 then? I don't that's think a she weird, really like, was. That's a weird, like, scene. Yeah. She must have been. I think she's 18, 19 in that. Because that's a weird scene to shoot, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the corny one-liners, um, the one special guest, the guy who was kind of running the show, uh-huh. um, they were like, oh, you're being really modest. He goes, no, I wasn't being modest at all. And everybody <laughs> laughed. Like, that was the most hilarious yep, thing ever. Yep. So, those were a couple of my favorite jokes. Any outdated references or anything that you caught? I didn't catch anything in particular. Okay. Well, I got a couple. Okay. Um, well, first of all, they referred to a lot of like public television type shows that were on there. Oh, right. Um, a lot of things. I mean, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street, everybody knows about, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, but they talked about New American Bandstand. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like an old, a music show. People would dance on it, right? If I right. remember correctly. Um, they'd feature a band or something a lot of times. And yeah. They'd play and. Yeah. Um, and Elise mentioned she did the twist on the show. Uh-huh. I think people know about that, right? Right. Like, I, I want to think. think I, I have to keep like checking with my brother, though. He's kind of my litmus test because he's he's only 10 years younger than me. And it's amazing the stuff that he Doesn't just know. has no yeah no point of reference on. So anyway, the twist, Chubby Checker. Right. There's a number of like twist spinoff songs that happened, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Twist Again. Right. Retwist. Didn't um, I think the Fat Boys had a, a song that they did. Oh, probably. A twist version, yeah. So, anyway, that's that. Um, they also talked about, like, Masterpiece Classic and all these other, like, public television shows. Um, but the one other thing... Well, there's one other one. They talked about how he got a bounce check. Oh, right, yeah. Do people know what bounce checks... Does anyone write checks anymore? I write two checks a month. 
What do you write checks for? I have to write a check for daycare for Ella. Okay. And then I also write a check for because I can't electronic pay them. I guess okay. I could. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But it's probably more of a hassle. And then I have to write one for club soccer. That's the only things that we write checks for are our kids, like, because they do, like, electives at, at the school, and we write checks for that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So anything, kid activities. Any school function thing, you, I mean, like, high school, you write one for PE clothes and for the yeah. uniform, I mean, for um, yearbooks and... So kid activities are keeping checkbooks alive, basically. Right. Once the, Once we can figure out a way around that, then we're done. Yeah. I got a book of checks. Or a box of them, and it lasted me like three years. Yeah. So. I, well, cause this last week, what did I have to write a check for? Oh, well, I, it, it was when we, on our other show on Radio Breno Man, we're doing the Marmaduke Brick. Yeah. Which you can go listen to Radio Breno Man and figure out all about that. But I had to order the brick, and it's something that I order online, but they only accept a mailed in check. They had no way to send any, like, money. Really? So I had to, like, write a check. I had to call Janelle at school and be like, where's our checkbook? I don't <laughs> even know where that would be. And she's like, why do you need the checkbook? Yeah. Oh, no, she knew. She knew I was doing the Marmaduke oh, brick. Okay. It was all above. But I was going to send, like, PayPal. Right. Because that's everyone sent us money from PayPal. And I was going to PayPal the guy. And there's, no, only checks. Huh. Super weird. That's crazy. So for those that don't know, a bounce check is when you would write the amount of money that you would spend out of your account. And then it doesn't. Have sufficient funds. Right. I don't think people like, because usually like if you write a check at the grocery store now, they can scan it right there and see oh, if you yeah. have the funds. Yeah. So it's not a thing. But before people would write for more than they had and then get what you need now and deal with the consequences later. Yeah. You would have days sometimes too yeah. before it cashed. Yeah. So I don't think like the next generation is going to even know about that. No. No. And checks are dumb. It's Yeah. It's pointless. At this point. Do you remember standing in line at the grocery store waiting to pay for your stuff and having an ATM card? And then people would try to write checks and you were just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they're like, oh, everything's done. Okay, now I can get my checkbook out and I can write this <laughs> right. thing. And you're just dying in yep. line waiting. Yeah. Oh, oh, it used to take way longer at the oh, checkout yeah. counter because of that. Now, to be fair, though, I – and you might know this of me, Keith. I I hold on to the last generation's technology for much longer no. than I should – I fought getting an ATM card. I was probably the last person my age that got an ATM card. Really? I used to go to the bank with my checkbook up until 2001, at what? least. I did not get an ATM card until probably around 2001. They had to start penalizing you because the banks all transitioned away from that. Because yep. And unless you had like a really old account, then they would penalize you for going into the bank too many times. It's what, what – eventually what happened is they're like, this is – you know, I mean, it just – it was it was too much of a hassle and I was going in all the time and they – yeah, th- they started having fees and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. I just I, – I caved. But wow. yeah, I fought it for a long time. Why? I just – I – I couldn't believe that this electronic means of transferring money could be reliable. And I, I wanted to physically hand them something that I wrote and know that it was all taken care of. And yeah, I can I understand know. that. I didn't buy stuff on the internet until probably close to that as well. Like I was freaked out about sending money over the internet. Oh, entirely. Yeah. Do you know the first thing you bought? Um, It was probably, well, cause Janelle started doing, airfare like way early on yeah and she actually helped me book a, a trip online to go I, I took a flight up to a show up in washington okay so that was probably the first thing i bought but i think that was probably the same for us i mean first thing we bought i didn't i 
Because it was way easier to do that than to call and deal with the, right. the airline a travel agency or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then of course once like that that happened, then the floodgates are open, and that's yeah. I mean, I, why do you need to go to a store anymore? Really, you truly don't. It's it's kind of nuts. Unless you need to find the right size for something. Yeah, and then you can just order or get something immediately if you need that. Right. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. bounce checks. And there's one other weird reference in there um, that I don't entirely understand, but they they were talking about they're desperate for stuff to show for their telethon, and the guy said that we've been showing a clip of Woody Hayes' house at dusk. Okay. Now, we looked up Wayne Woodrow Woody Hayes. Um, He was a football coach, and he coached at Ohio State University, which, you know, we've established that they're in Ohio. I don't understand why they have a video of his house at dusk. That seems kind of weird. Well, I think the one thing you don't understand is in college, college sports, college football is crazy. And people go nuts for this kind of stuff. And so, so they would watch his house? He was Well, he was probably, you know, beloved because he was like their university's football coach. Huh. And so they could put that up and like people would be like, oh, okay, that's, you know, so-and-so's house and we just love him. And so they would watch it or allow it to be on the TV as they went <laughs> about their normal business. So sports, that's sports. what I was missing there. Yeah, gotcha. you okay. missed the sports part. I missed the sports. Right. Sha-la-la-la. All right, well, do you have a quote for this episode? I do. Um, my quote for the episode is actually kind of my moral of the story, though, too. That's okay. We, okay. Can, we can go into that still. Well, at the very end of the episode, um, Stephen is talking to Mallory, and he's like, hey, you know, you used to come to me with everything, and, you know, when you were a kid, and she's like, well, I'm older now, Dad. And uh, he said, well, I just want you to know that nothing is more important than my family. Not work, not friends, nothing. That's a good quote. Yeah. So, and the moral of the story, obviously, is that she's the most important. She's his daughter. And, right. You know, she's more important to him than anything. Well, uh, my moral was a little different. What I took away from it was, if you're divorced, you can get away with anything. And I mean anything. It's okay to, you know... Touch younger children. Right. As long as you're really sorry about it afterwards. And he was. He was was sincere in being sorry. He apologized to the parents and to Mallory. Right. So, you know. And then he just wandered away. Yeah. So. But Stephen made sure that he knew he was going to get help. Right. Professional. Professional help. Yeah. So, it's okay. Yeah. That's that's the moral that they put across, I feel. Yeah. I mean, really? It's crazy. That just, it blows my mind. Like, just thinking of that concept and that he's like... Yeah, I, I just, I'm dressing like a 17 or like a teenager again. And cause I don't know, I can't understand my feelings. Yeah. If you get divorced, like, you know, then you're fine. You can just do whatever as long as you're sorry. Well, and at least he knew how old she was before he did it. Right. Well, she he, wasn't like 10. He clearly established that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blech. It's such a creepy, weird one. I'm not sure if I should be honored that you asked me for this episode <laughs> or if I, do I need professional help? Well, I will tell you this. My parents did the last two, as you know, mm-hmm. and they came down and recorded those two on the same day. And my sisters, who are teenagers, mm-hmm. came with them. And my mom was talking to me and she's like, hey, you know, while if you want more guest hosts, you could have like your sisters come on and that'd be a fun <laughs> one to do. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, I need to carefully handpick what episode because guess what the next episode is after the ones you guys are doing. I'm not having that be the one I talk about with my teenage sisters. Oh, no. That'd be painful. That'd be real bad. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's why. Yeah. It's, it's not. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Because you, you're so mature. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 
I'm I'll, discerning. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I knew I could trust that you would handle the material in <laughs> in an appropriate manner, <laughs> much like they did on the original run of Family Ties. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just laugh it off when it gets too awkward. Yeah. <sighs> And even when they're doing the whole confrontation with him at the end where they're, you know, this is, why did you do this? You really hurt her. He's still throwing in jokes about, like, Mr. Rogers and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't you change his shoes beforehand? I don't understand. At this point, I don't think we should laugh at anything that guy says. No. He's not a humorous character. No, he's a bad dude. Super creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's quite an episode, man. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It just, it still blows my mind. That ran on prime time. Yeah. And I love the fact that you didn't watch any of the other episodes, so mm. this is where you're jumping in at Family Ties. <laughs> now like, I know why I didn't watch the show. Now you know. Well, if this is one you turned on first, you probably would have been like, no. What no, is going on with this? To be fair. With my giant remote control. They're not all this intense. Some of them are. But as it, as the series goes on, it gets a little more lighthearted for the most part. Yeah. Not always, but. It's sometimes. actually really funny to see Marty McFly so young again. Yeah, well, I mean, this is where, I mean, that I got to know Michael J. Fox, you yeah. know, so it's... uh Well, and Justine Bateman was on, like, the cover of every magazine. Right. You know, the well, teen heartthrob I magazines. I mean, this, she was definitely one of my first TV crushes, I right. will be totally honest, you know, so not like Uncle Arthur, that was a kid back then, so, right, you know, right. it was different. Mine actually is kind of creepy. It's Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Okay, well, you know, she I was loved pretty. her, and I love that show. Yeah. That's all right. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. This is why I asked you on the show. (laughs) I can keep it awkward all the way across. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, thank you so much for being with us on the show this evening. Um, Now, we talked about it briefly before, but if you want to give a little extra plug for your show, tell us about the show that you're on. Uh, It's called the Keith and John are Best Friends Show at keithandjohnarebestfriends.com. We're also on iTunes. Uh, we have two seasons right now, and we're just getting ready to start up a third one. Um, we usually try to run September through like April, May. We're not doing so good right now, yeah, but John well, moved away, so that helped. That doesn't help any. No, it slows us down. But you said you might be having a new one coming up soon, right? Yeah, we're hopefully going to have something in the next week or so. Well, by and the time we'll this goes consistent. out, there might be a new one actually. Yeah, this would be we're recording this a little ahead. So, yep. So we just it's two guys kind of talking about all kinds of different things: entertainment, sports, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift, politics, unfortunately, and yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, he's already got like three ideas for three Taylor Swift segments he wants to do. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> So that's yeah. your hook, man. Yeah, that's something. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show thank here. You. Appreciate it. Thank you listeners for uh, joining us once again and uh, talking about family ties. Um, hopefully you guys are watching along with the show. You can find it um, on Amazon prime. If you guys have an Amazon prime subscription, it's free with your subscription and you should definitely be watching along with us. Um, also please check out our website. Alex B. Keaton is my You can find us on Facebook, search for Alex B. Keaton and uh, check out iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the different places you can find us. It's super easy. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again, Keith. Thank you. Join us next time for another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. Hopefully it's not as special as this one. <laughs> no, nothing could be as special as this one. <laughs> what would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby? Without us And there ain't no nothing We can love each other through And what would we 